And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We have a great episode for you. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. You're probably sitting there going, Justin, are you serious? 20%? You're, yeah, I'm right. I'm serious. 20%. Head on over to the website right now, manscaped.com. Pick yourself up a lawnmower 3.0. Maybe pick up some foot deodorant maybe pick up some ball deodorant whatever your need is down below the waist manscaped has you covered and let's be honest gentlemen taking care of the little details down below could be difficult that's why manscaped has perfected little things to allow us to live comfortably to live smoothly if you know what i mean anyways manscaped use the promo code hb sports get 20 percent off your order the website manscaped.com and listen just start living a better life all right Manscaped. Uh, today on the High Button Podcast, we have Zachary LaRue. He is ranked, I did a little research, there's a lot of NHL draft, uh, mock drafts out there, and for the most part, Zachary LaRue is ranked in the top 15 of the 2021 NHL draft coming up this, well, I guess nobody really knows when the draft is coming, but nonetheless, when it happens, Zach is going to be at the top of the list there. Last year, he played for the Moncton Wildcats. 55 games played this is a 16 year old last year 55 games played for the Moncton Wildcats 20 goals 33 assists let me do the math really quick one to carry the two seven eight so 53 points in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League as a 16 year old uh, this year he plays for the Halifax Mooseheads point per game guy 22 games played 10 goals 12 assists let me 10 yeah 20 10 10 12, 12 yeah 22 points in 22 games played for the Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, the guy's a stud. Looked up a lot of his highlights on YouTube uh, yesterday and this morning. I'm excited to talk to Zachary. He grew up in Quebec, Mercier, Mercier, Quebec. It's about 20 minutes outside of downtown Montreal core there. So that's where my grandparents actually grew up too. So maybe we have something in common in that part of the world. Nonetheless, it's going to be a great podcast, all right? I'm Justin. We're talking to Zachary LaRue from the Halifax Mooseheads. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Zach, we're going. Perfect. How are you? Good, yourself? I'm not bad, man. Good week so far. Tuesday? A lot of work done? Exactly. What about your, how's your week going? You had practice this morning? Uh, Practice this morning. I think it's a good start to the week. It kind of sucked when we got told that we were off for for four weeks, but uh, no, I think it's good to, you know, get a little break and, you know, use it as a positive rather than a negative. Good. That's a good mindset to have. I don't know if I, if I was in your situation, (laughs) I don't know if I'd be having a positive mindset. So that's good for you, man. Like, I don't know. I I would just think that the frustration level would be through the roof, knowing the, the, what's on the line for you in the next, uh, do we even know when the draft is? They don't know when it is, eh? They said late July, but they're thinking about pushing it back now like the combine everything yeah. no clue right now so everything's just kind of up in the air and i think we, we were on a good streak before before uh before we kind of got shut down but no i think uh you know we've been playing a lot of uh you know three four games in a week so i yeah. think uh, you know kind of wears down on the guys and even if we're off for, for for a couple weeks i mean just come back even more ready time to hit the gym and yeah i guess be prepared that's true there's other things that you could be working yeah, on there's exactly. tons of things so you grew up in quebec eh yeah grew up uh, around montreal what part mercer mercier Mer- mercier. <laughs> mercier that's like 20 20- uh, exactly like 20 30 minutes just outside uh, of montreal my grandparents grew up in montreal as well and i i always uh, used to go there in the winter and the thing i love about montreal quebec is that there's outdoor rinks every time you turn your head 
Is that where you learned to skate on the outdoor rinks in Quebec by I'm any chance? Pretty sure that's uh, one of the first times I grew up uh, close to my house. There's a few rinks, and, uh, you know, my parents kind of put me in skates pretty early, and uh, I just remember growing up and, you know, after school, you run home, grab the skates, run to yeah, the rink, yeah. and, you know, just playing for fun with, with the buddies. And I think every moment you got, uh, you kind of just wanted to get, to get outside on the rink. And uh, I think when I was around 10, 11 years old, my dad started making a little rink outside. It wasn't the biggest thing, but it's just perfect to, you know, shoot pucks and kind of get out there until 9 o'clock at night just exactly. shooting for hours and hours. Well, the, the the community rinks that I was always on, the you know, I'd be, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, but there'd be grown men out there and they'd be going just as hard. And I remember taking a couple hard bumps into the boards into the ice and you just get back up and you keep going. I, I just loved the culture up there. It was great. Oh, especially yeah in the winter when the rinks are going yeah exactly the, the ice isn't always the prettiest but the, you know yeah. a few slashes and, and some fun times for sure no it's a it's a great place to grow up and, and, and play the game of hockey because it's always cold and there's always ice so i don't know i i oddly enough i always credit quebec and montreal to to my skating i, I skated in halifax but whenever i did go visit my grandparents it was just hockey, 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 Montreal Canadiens, Montreal Canadiens, and then just go skate, go skate, go skate. That's all it was. It was hockey was embedded in my brain up in Montreal. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, colder winters uh, is a bit beneficial when it comes to that stuff, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, so growing up in Montreal, I saw that you played for uh, a team up there, and you had a big goal in Midget. You won the Atlantics, or you won uh, overtime goal? In in... The, yeah, it was the Canada Games. Yeah, uh, I was representing, you know, Team Quebec at the Canada Games. It was out in Red Deer, so... So that was a fun experience, you know, to be able to travel with the team. Talk a bit closer to the mic, sir. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. So um, it, was, it was fun to be able to, you know, travel with the uh, full team. I think we had a two-week kind of training camp right before. Everybody yeah. get on a big charter playing with a bunch of athletes. And, and out in Alberta we were in Red Deer, and I think it was the coldest coldest place I've ever been in my life. I really? Negative 30 degrees, and we're all staying in these kind of little dorms. We were like 10 guys in like a little half house type of thing, and, you know, we're all bunk bedding, <laughs> and it was just a great experience in general. And, you know, we were running to to the to the cafeteria eating our food. It was freezing out, and uh, I think we ended up getting there. We, we had a great tournament, and then, uh, like you said, uh, we ended up going to the finals against Team Ontario, which is kind of nice, you know, that rivalry. Yeah. And going to overtime, being able to score that goal is definitely one of my proud moments. I was YouTubing you yesterday, and I saw the oh, clip. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this guy's jacked oh, up when was, he scored the goal. I was hyped up when I scored that goal, that's for sure. That's <laughs> awesome. That must have been your first little taste of, like, not junior hockey, but like you know, you got the meals, you got the travel, you got the, the the higher skill level. That must have been your first little taste of it. Yeah, I think it was the first time I was able to really compare myself to to you know a national stage. You yeah. know, you're used to only playing in Quebec and against teams in your region. You don't really know what's out there. So yeah. I think that was the first time I really you know realized, man, you know this is this is fun, and I think uh, you know I, I can compete with these guys. They may have a shot at it. So it was definitely a, an eye opener, but yeah. uh, just a reason to work harder too. Was it always junior for you, or did you have a little little NCAA? tickle thinking maybe i'll go this route i think it was pretty much right up to the draft uh, i was kind of on the the edge of 50 50 i yeah. think I, I, I had a sweet deal lined up if, if i was going to go to the states and yeah. i had kind of both options which was nice i mean it, it wasn't an easy decision but i think a lot of people would enjoy having at least that decision that wherever i was going i was going to a good spot and, uh, and i enjoyed both routes and i knew when monkton picked me third i was like you know this is it's it's the spot to go with the New team rink. we had to yeah. we, you know just great owners you know great uh, coaches and stuff and i think I, I made the right decision yeah it was definitely 16 years old going into the queue and you you had a great year when 
looking at your hockey DB, was that to be expected or did you surprise yourself a little bit? I think, uh, you know, you know, I'm confident in myself. I'm confident in my abilities. I thought I had a, I had a great summer and going into training camp, of course, I, I was nervous yeah. coming as a 16-year-old and we had all these, you know, veteran players. I remember, you know, going one-on-ones against Jordan Spence and, and you know, <laughs> the Peltiers and you're just going in a corner against him with, well, like, keep your head up and work your hardest as a dog because, yeah. you know, I, I, I didn't really know what to expect either. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, just one one day at a time, I just kind of got better and better and kind of got used to it pretty quickly. And I think, uh, you know, I, I set myself well in the locker room and ended up, you know, having a good start to, to my yeah. junior junior career. And, and, you know, it was just on the uphill from there, really. McKenna, too. McKenna's been on the podcast. Yeah, he was on the team last year, correct? Yeah, he's a great goal scorer right now. Smokes. You can just see what he's doing right now. I think he got called up the AHL, playing in the AHL. Yeah. So I think he, he's one of the best shooters I've ever seen. So that was, that was definitely fun to play we with. We were up there last year. Um, all good on that camera, Justin? Oh, I think you just got to plug it in. You got it? Um, we were up in Moncton last year, and we were going to mic up uh, Henman because he, he Armada. Yeah. And I remember there was kind of a snowstorm, not really, but we just wanted to stay the night up in Moncton. So we messaged McKenna, <laughs> and we're like, hey, hey, Jordan, what's up? Uh, uh, Jeremy, what's his first name? Jeremy. Jeremy, like, hey, do you have uh, any tickets for us? And he's like, yeah, boys, no worries. And we go in through, like, this back entrance, feel like big dogs. Oh, yeah. We go up in the rink. It was awesome. It, it, it was just That's first cool. class the whole time. Oh, yeah, Great rink. Yeah. <laughs> Great junior city. We almost tried. We tried to sneak into the Moncton dressing room. It didn't happen. But I don't know if you've seen pictures of the dressing room. It was just unreal. I think it's it's all really brand new there, and it's just yeah. it's you know I think Halifax has a nice setup, but I think it's just hot top highest and that, that there is in junior hockey with Halifax and Moncton. I think I was I'm fortunate enough to be able yeah. to, to kind of touch both of, of those areas. So I think you know it's couldn't have asked for anything better really. Yeah, definitely. So I I love the the maritime teams here in the queue. I don't, I've never experienced playing up in, in Quebec, but there's something about growing up here. I've lived here my whole life and, and watching the teams like Acadie Bathers come here, Cape Breton. I just like the rivalry. There's always a little, you know, always something in the air because of, of, of buddies on the team, I guess, coming into the city. I don't know. There's, there's just something about Halifax. And I don't know, probably the past 10 years, there's been a lot of guys from this part of the world that have played in the queue. And whenever they come back and play in Halifax, it's, I don't know, it's special for the city. It's, it's, it's a nice thing. Yeah, I know. I think uh, definitely like growing up in Quebec, I think, you know, the, the Montreal Canadiens, the, you know, the Rocket, the AHL team, I think yeah. the, the, there's a lot more hockey out there. Yeah. So, you know, people aren't just always, you know, thinking about the queue. They're, you know, they're, they're close to Ottawa. So they're close to Montreal. So they, yeah. they, there's all these sorts of NHL teams that people like to watch. And I think once uh, you kind of hit the Maritimes, you know, you're so far away from all these, these high-end cities, the queue really comes the number one sport to, to yeah. you know, watch and the number one hockey to, to kind of watch. So I think, you know, people, you know, really dove into that. And I think people around here are just so passionate about it that they they yeah. enjoy it they follow it with a, with a close sign it's definitely more pressure for the players but at the same time we love it you know yeah. it sucks this year you can't play in a, in a packed uh scotia bank center but uh, you know w once fans are allowed back in we know it's gonna be buzzing have you played in the scotia bank arena packed yet uh, i think last year one of the games was like ten thousand people yeah that's a sellout and it, it, it was it's definitely buzzing. an experience yeah <laughs> i played in there where there were seven thousand people once only one time i played there where there were seven thousand and nonetheless, it was, oh, the, it was the what was the Battle Nova Scotia game? Yeah, unreal. Exactly. It is a good. It's an energy. Like, even right now, like we don't even have that many fans, but you can still hear them. Can and, you? And, and and it's fun for at least to to have a minimum amount of fans rather than nothing, because you know you still have that kind of 
that kind of the noise getting in the background and when there's a big hit or something and yeah. you kind of hear them and they're involved in the game and you know as a hockey player that's just the best feeling ever do you like playing uh in the metro center with the, i feel like it's a pro like the boards give you know what yeah. i mean it, it, it's a nice feeling there the, the ice is you know i wouldn't say the best but <laughs> no if there's no concerts or anything right now there's not a lot of ice change no exactly you know so i feel like the ice is good i feel like it's it's you know definitely one of the top ranks i think uh when it comes to, to you know the, like you said the boards just yeah. the, the setup is is definitely you know nhl standards you yeah. know when you, you play in some parts in quebec uh which don't have necessarily the best rings around, and some of the boards yeah. are pretty much rock solid. So it kind of feels <laughs> nice to be able to absorb in there when you get hit. Yeah. Are you? Do you like playing at home, or do you like playing away? What, what gets your juices going? You like? Um, I definitely love playing at home. You know, in front you? of your own fans. I think that kind of gets uh, the motivations a bit going. But I think if you look at my stats, I'm a lot better on the road, which, is, which is kind of kind of weird. But no, I definitely enjoy playing at home a lot more. Yeah, it's it's fifty fifty with some guys. Some guys love playing at home and yeah. love being in that hostile environment. Exactly. I think, you know, the, the long bus trips can, can get long and annoying sometimes. And, you yeah. know, when you get those bus legs and you got to kind of shake about and warm up and get tough <laughs> rather, you know, uh, 20, 30 minute drive to the rink. And yeah. uh, that's what I enjoy the most. definitely. Oh, so what's it like right now being a, a top prospect in the NHL? It must be a, an odd thing knowing that maybe you want to prove yourself a little bit more, but you can't or, or maybe you think you've done all you can do. What, what's sitting in your mind right now? I think, you know, coming off of last year and, you know, the performances I, ha I had last year coming into a new city, a new environment, you know, definitely a bit more pressure than, than I'm used to. So I think it maybe took me a bit more time to adapt to kind of the Halifax Mooseheads and the, you know, the, the setup and stuff. But I think I did a pretty good job. And I think, uh, you know, over Christmas, we had about a month and month and a half break. So I was able to really work on, on myself and some, some personal like uh, some personal points with the, with a trainer when I was back home, so I think I, I came to the second half uh, ready, and it's definitely weird, you know. You got the the scouts calling you, you can't meet them in person, so it's everything's really different this year, and not knowing when the draft is going to be either, and not knowing when the last game is going to be, it's yeah. a, it's kind of an odd one for for a lot of the, the prospects out there and for myself. So I think it's really just going one day at a time, not worrying about it too much, and when the draft happens, the draft happens. Yeah, it's a thing; it's out of your hands. So why even worry about it? Just focus on getting better. Who cares? Exactly. At the end of the day there's always somebody watching so yeah. you know, it's, it's gotta get better it's like nerds like us we sit here it's like oh no he's going 10th no he's going 15th it's like but you're just like hey man i'm just waking up playing yeah, hockey I mean, having fun i get exactly it. like you hear all the the things and i think that's one of the the the, the aspects of our drafts that there's no clear you know top five there's no clear top 10 everybody's kind of all over yeah. the place because not everybody's playing right now so yeah it's really nothing not out of, out of your control at this point so it's kind of it's it's fun but at the same time you know it's just one day at a time don't worry about it have you talked to baron at all about some draft prep or anything like that because he's gone through that weird experience where he was just at home when he got drafted have you gotten any advice not even from him from cams anyone on the team i mean you know uh, jb i talked to him a lot he, you know we sit together in the room he's a great guy and i think you know he he kind of had that experience where you know season just kind of got cut off short and yeah. not really knowing what's going to happen and been in the unexpected and of course, it, it was it was tough for him, I think, and it was a little bit weird for him. But I think uh, the way he got through it, and you know, he he came to training camp ready. He, he had a good training camp, and unfortunately, had that that operation and stuff to yeah, 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 kind of you know, kind of slow him down, and he can you know be there for the start of the season. But at the end of the day, I think he he didn't worry about it too much. He he just kind of you know, at the yeah. end, if you get drafted first round, seventh round, you get drafted, you get drafted, you're happy about it, and yeah. doesn't mean anything until you you make it and you play. So. Yeah. 
So it's nothing really to worry about. It's good. I like that mindset. The getting drafted doesn't really matter. It's the that's where the work starts. It's a, it's a good answer from Holdy seventeen. Yeah, yeah man, that's a great answer. I mean, you, you see the amount of guys that make it without even you know. I know. Or some guys like I, I think I just read. Uh, I don't know who who he was. He played four years in the queue. Then he went four years at AUS, and then really? he did four years in the minor and just played his first game. You think of anyone? Oh, I can't remember his name. Played AUS around. What, I think he, I think he plays around here. I, I can't just, uh, award. Played for UPI yeah, yeah, recently. For a bit. He just oh, recently, recently played oh. his first uh, first game in the NHL. Played for UNB last year. Yeah, I think exactly. I know exactly. I know. I forget the name, but I saw that tweet. But yeah, I saw it on Twitter too. And you yeah. know, you just hear stories like that, and there's more and more of them. So I think yeah. it's just unreal. And you know, you know, it's never over. The dream's never over. You just got to keep working at it until you, yeah. you physically can't do it anymore. I'm a big guy of going on uh, hockey DB, and I look at draft history, and I go, okay, first rounders, you know, most of them are playing, and then you go to the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, and you'll see those guys randomly just having a great career, like 300 games played, 400 games played, and they're drafted in the sixth round, and that's like you just said, not even to mention the guys that didn't even get drafted. No. It's interesting. That that's why I'm not saying I love the college route, but I love the college route in a sense that it allows you to develop until you're 21, 22. Exactly. You know I what I mean? I think you know going in the queue. I think it's it's a lot. You, you grow up kind of faster. Yeah. Yeah. I think you you know you mature a lot faster. You know, playing with with 20 year olds right away and kind of you know, uh, once you're you're 20 years old, you know you want to be you know in that AHL spot to yeah. you know kind of set yourself already with the pro mindset. Kind of the NCAA yeah. route can maybe be a bit slower. It can be. It really depends on every guy. I think guys, you know, can can at 18, 19 years old, that's when they peak and they get, you know, they, they grow a couple inches, they get a bit bigger in the gym, and that's when it really they can peak. So I think it, it really depends on, on each person, and, yeah. you know, there's not necessarily a better route than the other one. Is there, like, a conversation that you had with your parent or your, your agent or parents or agent yeah. before? Because, you know, you're 16 when you go into the queue. I'm sure maybe you want to wait. Because who was it? Drew N that didn't come at 16 right away. And he waited, then he came, and then he dominated, and now he's in the NHL. Was there any hesitation, I guess? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I have the same agent as Drew N, so oh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Alan? Yeah. Alan Walsh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it was really, you know, he, here's your options. I think I talked to my parents. I think I, I had good marks in school, so I think that gave me really bo- both sides of it too. And I think either or I was really – you know, really down to the wire. I think, you know, days before the draft, people ask me, you know, are, are you sure this is what you want to do? Do you want to go here? You want to go here? And I'm just like, at this point, I have no idea. I, I know I'm just going to go go to the draft, see what happens. You know, and, you know, and Moncton picked me. They they gave me, the, you know, a, a good package. And, you know, they, they offered me, like, the schooling and everything. It was yeah. just it was just perfectly set up and perfectly well-timed that, that you know, that's where what I wanted to do. It's interesting how there's so much in this game of hockey that, evolves outside of the game but all that matters is how you perform on the ice don't get me wrong you got to be a good person off the ice you have to treat others with respect Mm -hmm. all that but you know when it comes down to it you just have to work your bag off and just put the puck in the net and be a good teammate exactly you know that's what it comes down to at the end of the day there's nothing much more than that than to you know show up with a smile on your face and and you know go and and work hard and whatever whatever happens gonna happen for a reason and you know if you gave your best shot and you did all that you can do at the end of the day that's all you can really worry about i love the element of this podcast when we talk to like general managers or coaches and Mm -hmm. they talk about when they look at players and and what's helping them develop to get to that next level even if it's major midget or junior at the nhl it's just that compete level yeah so you you know you could look at guys in the nhl right now that have maybe four points and 21 games but their compete level is higher than anyone else and that allows them to stick in the nhl i love that because when i was your age all i thought about was goals assist you have to be getting points you have to be doing the right things but i never really took a chance to go or took a second to think okay no just 
just do the right things. Exactly. You know, it's 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 a, it's a cool thing when you can talk to someone about that on a podcast. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think uh, you know a lot of kids are growing up these days want to have Patty Kane's uh, hands, oh, Ovechkin shots. The, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one part of my game that I'm extremely proud of is that even if I don't go and have four points in a night, I can still bring an aspect to a team. I can still you know yeah. you know finish my hits, block a shot, still be present and involved in the game, and you know help my team towards a winning without having to put three three assists or yeah. three three goals and i think that's one of the parts of my game that that i enjoy and i think you know there, there's missing kind of that spark in a lot of players and i think that's where i can kind of have an edge is is you know i can be that fourth line guy that has to sit on the bench for love the last it. five minutes of i the love game, this kid but, but, <laughs> I love but yeah it. i think that's what a lot of nhl teams are looking for right now and that's awesome so so it's definitely uh, fun for me yeah did your parents play hockey uh, my dad played, but not uh, not super high level. He kind of just went to college in, in Quebec and that's just high, kind of high for level. fun. And I think he he went to he told me he went to UMB for a week and left. <laughs> Why did he leave? <laughs> I honestly, I I think he's just far away from home. You know, yeah, he's he missed kind of, it. Kind of far, so yeah, he went to UMB for training camp. Was supposed to play there and <laughs> stayed for for a week and left. So, so yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, like, not need home. Exactly. That's funny. My buddy played up at uh, Concordia. Great. Yeah. I don't really know about the hockey program, but just great city to play hockey in. No, it's definitely fun. Yeah. Just like the downtown cores right there. You got the Habs. Exactly. You got just tons of things. It's just a, it's a great place to play hockey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Concordia. You just keep going down the street, and you're pretty much in in downtown. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's the thing. Like you got concerts. That's the thing about the big cities. There's just so yeah. many things to do. It's great. And I think that's one of the parts, like in Halifax I haven't really been able to experience everything because of COVID and everything's been really shut down but yeah. like, if I compare it to Moncton it's just such it's more closer to Montreal with the, yeah. the the size of it and everything I think Moncton was nice for the commute and stuff everything was so yeah. close but it's a lot smaller city yeah. so it's definitely one of the parts I enjoy about Halifax definitely Con- oh yeah congrats on the Q of the week player Quebec oh, yeah. Major Junior Thanks. Hockey League player of the week yeah you get it right yeah so how do you find out uh, I just saw it on Twitter. I no. think uh, <laughs> no one tells you. No, <laughs> I just I, I was pretty surprised. I didn't really expect anything. And somebody, uh, I think I just got tagged on Twitter. Then my agent sent it to me and said congrats. And I was like, oh, like thanks. You know, it's a, it's definitely it's weird because I like I've never had I never gotten any of those things. I never was player of the week last year, like team of the week and stuff. And then it was. I know I, I know I had a good week, but I didn't expect any anything much more. That's and then awesome. that was kind of unexpe- unexpected, but, but it's nice to get some recognition sometimes. We igna- we announced that you were coming on the podcast on Twitter, whatever. And yeah, then it was like twenty minutes exactly. later, like, boom! Yeah, perfect. I was like, oh, my Twitter's been blowing up all day, and awesome. that too. So it's, it's a it's great been, day. It's been a pretty good day for that for sure. Did you get like an award today at practice or anything like a medal? Oh no, it's just one of those things that they just kind of announced, and there's not much more to be said about it. A couple guys will say congratulations, but except for that, it's not. Like a gift card to Subway or something. I, I, I wouldn't mind a twenty dollars gift card. Yeah, to gift Subway. card to be, Subway. Something. I definitely enjoy that. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, wicked. How yeah. was your week? What were the, what were your stats in the past week? Um. Well, basically, we played uh, Cape Breton twice in Cape Breton. Yeah. I think the first game, uh, we ended up uh, winning in overtime, four three. I had a goal and assist. I think that was kind of the end of my scoring drought too. I was going, I was like six games or seven games for the goal too. So that was kind of monkey kind of off the back. Yeah. Exactly. I think me and the Denoy too got the monkey off the back that game, and then we ended up winning. And uh, last game, uh, I think we were like down one nothing going into the third, and then end up uh, winning three two and had three assists. So, so it was a, it was a pretty good week. Uh, Point wise, but I I think you know I think I, I played good in, in all games and you know team like played it. good so. 
you know, I think it was a good way to, to kind of end it. And it sucks we couldn't play, uh, you know, Charlottetown on the Sunday because I think we had a, we had a good drive. And, you know, playing against a, a team like Charlottetown is yeah. definitely one of the hardest harder competitions right now for us. But uh, you know, I think it, it was good. It was a good week, and it was fun to kind of end like that before the break. Yeah, definitely. So when NHL scouts call you, or like when uh, your agent calls you, what are some questions they're asking you right now? Because obviously they can see you on the ice. What what are they trying to get to know about you? Um, you know, all, I think a lot of scouts right now, you know, they, they, they're still watching the games. They can, you know, pull up a, a website and, and check all my shifts on every game for yeah. the whole year. So I think, you know, on the hockey side, a lot of scouts, you know, they know you. They know what kind of player you are. They really would like to know you more personally. You mm-hmm. know, they'll ask more the the family questions. What's your hobbies off the ice? You know, the, how are you? You know, off the ice with your teammates and stuff. And I think that's really what, what, what separates some guys from others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what scouts kind of dive more dig into because at the end of the day, they they know everything about your hockey game. They'll ask you what's your strengths yeah. and your weaknesses just to make sure your guys are on the same page because because they know it and they 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 do their jobs really well. And yeah, I think that's really more just the the personal side. You know, if it's you, funny if because, you like animals yeah. and stuff like that. And that's really that's know, all, all they yeah. want to know. It's crazy to think about because when you're growing up playing hockey, like no, I got to play well. Don't get me wrong, you got to play well, but I think they're more interested in the other stuff. Just yeah, and I think that's uh, when I was going into the queue, and you know, you're doing all the queue interviews. That's the first time I really was doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. And I think it was more there's a lot more hockey questions and. I think, you know, the scouts didn't yeah. necessarily have the resources to always watch you. And I think once you get to the NHL, you know, they do their job so well, they don't even need to know about your hockey style. They just really yeah. want to know about, you know, what, what type of player you what type of guy you are off the ice. And, yeah, it's kind of it's cool. We had um, the head coach for the St. Mary's men's hockey team, where he was, Trevor Steinberg, and now he's a scout for Seattle Crack. Yeah. It's kind of funny. And, yeah, and we were having this conversation about, like, what he looks for in a guy, and he's like, it wasn't even about a hockey sense. It was just that, like, it goes back to that compete level. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, I, I pretty much know what I'm getting in a hockey player, but it's what, what what's the guy doing to make a difference on the ice, I guess, when without the puck. And it was just the... It was an odd answer, I thought at the time, because I, I just, you know, growing up, like mm-hmm. I said, all I thought about was getting points, getting assists, and there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it's funny because he actually just texted me the other day to, oh, to, Stein, to do something. So that's kind of funny that, that you mentioned him. But yeah, I think you know a lot of them just want to know, you know, if you're going to play a round of golf, how, how are you going to be in that round of golf? Like they they, they really they know you on the ice. <laughs> that's they what know. Steiny's wondering. How's your golf game? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, exactly. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know. It's it, it's fun and it, it's experience for me, and it can be a bit nerve wracking. You know, I think I had an interview at Montreal, and you know, growing up a Montreal Ooh. kid, that's kind of a, a stressful one. So so it, it's definitely you know sometimes and there's can be a little high but at the end of the day you know it's, it's all for fun and uh, you know you just got to answer honestly yeah that's the thing you just got to be yourself exactly. talk to the guy <laughs> exactly it's about creating that relationship with them and it you is know. it's a business you know you know like they're investing like millions mm-hmm. of dollars into you it's like they got to make sure that you're a good guy if they're if yeah. you're representing the seattle crack and you go to a hospital <laughs> to see a sick kid it's like they don't want some asshole going in there you got to be respectful you got to be responsible it's, it's exactly it's a right big there. thing Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think about how the business side of it. No, yeah, when you think about it, you, yes, you are there to play hockey, but at the end of the day, you're going to be making a good amount of money, yeah. and they're going to be investing a lot of money into you. And even if you don't play, they're investing money into you. So, yeah, so it's it's really important what their their jobs are doing, and they definitely have some of the toughest jobs out there. Hundred um, percent. Your compete level. I like how you said, you know, even if I don't have four assists in a game, I'm still competing. Where do you think that compete level came from? Parents. 
I you think, you know, kind of my parents uh, were the same. I think it, it starts really with my whole family. I think my whole family, you know, is, is extremely competitive. Do you have any we, brothers or sisters? I have a younger sister, and I think we just nag each other on a, a, a lot. But I think it's, you know, just cousins, and we, you know, have a middle of summer, you know, all family get together, play a game of volleyball, and if it didn't end in kicking and screaming, it wasn't a fun game of volleyball. <laughs> so I think it's kind of just one of those things that, you know, if you're winning, you'll put it in the other person's face, and if you're losing, they'll do the same to you. So I think it's kind of just that mindset. Yeah. That, that I bring to the game and I like to bring to the rink every day. At what age did you figure out, okay, Zach, you, you got something here. You're pretty good at this. Maybe I should take it serious. How old were you? I think it was my first year at Bantam. I think uh, – So that's like four years ago? Yeah, it would be about 14 years old, I'd say, yeah. somewhere around there. I think, you know, growing up, uh, uh, you know, I was kind of just playing hockey for fun. You know, when you get to Adam Peewee, yeah. you, you don't even know what's happening. You're just showing up to the rink and getting on the ice and having fun, talking with uh, your teammates. You, you know, when if you're getting bagged, you don't know you're getting bagged. And yeah. It, you're just like, dude, just, this is fun. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm just doing this for fun. I enjoy it. And I think once I had Bantam, my first year at Bantam, that's when I really realized there was kind of a step and I was a younger guy compared to, to the rest of the group. And uh, I was able to kind of, you know, have a good season. Then my second year Bantam, I got moved up to midget. Oh, you were an underager. So, uh, so I played underage midget, and they, they didn't let me play major midget, so I played minor midget as an underager. Okay. But uh, still, uh, I think I had a good year. And then my first year midget, you know, I had a tough start and then great season, you know, the can of games and just everything kind of leading into my junior my junior career w- was amazing. And then once I had junior, that's when, I, you know, you take the step and you're like, it's it's do or die you know third yeah. overall pick uh i was the nerves racking and it's funny because i remember talking to a lot of my teammates i'm not necessarily the biggest practice guy i mean if you look at me at practice i think i, I can look like a fourth liner out there that that kind of just why is that i don't know i'm just not necessarily a, a big practice guy i think in, in practice that's I, a good thing by the way you don't want to be a practice like no exactly you, you want to be a game guy yeah, you want to be a game of course you you know i i think i you know i'll work hard in practice i, I, I like the battle and stuff but but you know, I'm not that guy that's gonna walk in and, short, and snipe a goal at a short side every time. And I think it's funny because uh, a few months in in a junior last year, you know, a couple guys are are bugging me and they're like, "Man, when you first came near the camp, uh, <laughs> people tell me that was their third overall pick." I was like, "Oh boy, this is <laughs> tough." And you know, it's funny to laugh about it now. And and at the end of the day, really, when when the game showed up and, and it was game time, I think I did pretty good. So so that was fun and it was it was cool to kind of you know be able to hear that from some of the guys. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be a you don't want to be a practice practice guy that's no. for sure he's going hard in practice in the game you're just like, eh, take my time <laughs> no yeah i love you know the the battles in practice three on three drills i think that's what fires me the most up is uh, when we play three on three drills i know this year uh i always give it we do usually white white against green and, and i'm usually on the white team and i, I always give it to the green guys <laughs> so that's that's fun and kind of creates that compete level and you know gets sometimes gets some guys have to make them work harder so love it if so i were fun. if i were to ask uh a rye and I said, is Zach picky with his gear? What would he say? I don't think he'd say anything. I think I'm the good? least picky guy with my gear. I think uh, when, it, when it comes to, you know, sticks and, you know, taping sticks, I think I tape my stick once a week maybe. What? Uh, I know I'll tape it every game, but let's say we play on, on a Sunday, then uh, my – sticks all torn up and then we'll say we, we we don't practice we only practice tuesday before before another wednesday game and okay yeah and let's say my my sticks all torn up i won't tape it for practice if i know we're playing the next game i'll just you know <laughs> if there's a couple pieces missing i'll tape a couple couple strips of black yeah, tape on not, there not a just, practice guy no and keep, keep going out there with it no I, I don't think i'm picky when it comes to that stuff i think i've changed sticks in a game once this year and no so you've broken a lot of sticks this year what flex uh, do you use 75 that's not a, that's not it's not 
high, but I, I haven't broken that many. I think I'm maybe at seven or eight sticks broken this year, which, I, I mean, some guys can break two or three a month, and I usually go around one a month. Yeah. Once it starts getting softer, you know, I mean, you're shooting 100 pucks a day. <laughs> you can get pretty soft. So, you know, I, I, I'm i the type of guy, too, that, you know, I, I don't carry around a bunch of sticks and switch them out in and out. I'll go one stick until it breaks, and once it breaks, I'll take a new one and go until it breaks with it, too. Love so, it. So, yeah, I just kind of get the feel for that one stick. And, I mean, if you're on a heater and it breaks, it kind of sucks. But <laughs> Tape it up, A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, you kind of just, you know, take a new stick and go at it. So, nice. Yeah. When you're thinking about shooting, are you thinking power or are you thinking accuracy? Do you want to put it there or do you want to put it there quickly? I'm thinking probably more putting in in the Quick. area. I think, you know, a lot of my shots. So less power. So I think probably less power. I think, you know, if, if I'm ripping a one-timer, I think I have a good one-timer. I'll, I'll probably go for straight power, but a lot more of my shots are, are more in tight. So yeah. I think I, I kind of have to, you know, be more accurate with it rather than power. But I think I, I can have a good balance of that if I'm in the slot and stuff. And, yeah. And I think it's really just the, the time in the moment, you know, when when's the time to be a bit more finesse and when's the time to be, a, you know, a bit more, you know, just yeah. straight hammer it and hope for a rebound. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, the, yeah. I love I love where hockey's going now with you young guys and how you're changing the game. It's such a, I feel like 75 flex is a common thing now because that's yeah. such a tight, quick, mm-hmm. you know, I usually, you know, guys when I play it was 100. Not that you still can't get a nice shot off with 100, but you need to put a little bit more into it with a hundred exactly. flex. Seventy five, I feel it's all wrist and forearm. It's it, that's exactly like you said. It's all it's all you know getting that that quick shot. It's kind of that the element of surprise. I think is that's what the goalers have a hard time with. Yeah. You know if you if you're coming up with the big wind up with the wrist shot, you know goalers have time to get set and ready and, it's, yeah. and they know where it's going. If you come yeah. there and you, you're not even looking, it's just a quick shot and they're not expecting it. That's yeah. when you get them by speed right there, and it doesn't have to be hard at all. It's just that element of surprise that gets the goalies. And can you look up you on YouTube? Go. Uh, Put it on camera three, so it's wide. Is it on camera three now? Yeah. And then go uh, YouTube and then type in McDavid no look. Like there's there's been so many times I found when McDavid not even on a two on one, three on one, or just going into the zone, he's able to put all of his body, I don't know, awareness or his eyes at least to the opposite end of the ice, and then just somehow put it back door to yeah, whoever's his goal there. But last week I think he had or something. Is that when, what it was? When he, he I saw it, like he kind of just chipped it on. Uh, yeah, that's one right there. Is it here? Yeah, full screen it there, Mark. Yeah, like it's like see how it look. You know what I mean? But do you see how he? Oh man! He just. I think it's it's that the goalie can't do anything against it because he opens up like he's gonna pass it. So the goalie obviously he's not. He he he's focused to him, but at the end of the day, like he, he has to be ready for that pass across because he knows dry sidles coming probably yeah. down the wing. And, yeah. And if he gets that puck, it's going. It's gonna have a good chance. But and I love how his hands don't leave his waist. Like his his, no, his hands are within ten inches of his waist at all times. Boom. Super compact and that release is point zero two seconds. So it's it's really it's a tough shot and. It's not just that's the accuracy of the shot, but that's what that's the question I'm asking. It's like you know, a lot do, of do you do you care about power or would you rather have accuracy? And it seems like in today's game, it's just it's all accuracy. I mean, kind of got it slipped in there, but you know, a lot of guys could try to do that and end up just muffing it right in the stomach yeah. of the goalie. And for him to be able to, you know, at a, such an elite level to be able to kind of pick that low corner, it's it's unreal. And I think everybody kind of wants to be able to do that. And it, it, it's definitely a tough one. And he's one of the best ones in the game for it. So. Yeah, definitely. And the skating element, too, of the game is so exciting. You know, you, you watch Makar right now, just some of the things that he's doing on his edges. He's just mm-hmm. like, I never would have dreamed to do some of those things. It's unbelievable how quick you guys are able to 
I don't even know what you call it. It's not a call to pivot anymore. What's it called? Oh, I've, there's so many it's, terms it's, for it now. Oh, it's oh. it's unreal, and I think that's uh, that's one of the fun things. Is I think the game's kind of transitioning towards the, the edges and the skill, and you know, it's not necessarily just the the, the bread and butter and the dog work. And I think there, there's still a lot of that. And I think kind of my style of play is not necessarily the speed part. It's more the you know the the, yeah. the dirty work and the dog work. But uh, you know, I think it, it, it's kind of that mixture right now that makes the element f- of the game fun. I think it's a lot faster. Yeah. than it used to be you know the, the guys are a lot stronger you know just the technology in the game is a lot better and it, yeah. and it makes it cool and you know there's records that'll never be broken because of it but at the <laughs> end of the day it, it's fun and, and it's fun to watch a, a lot on tv and i know a lot of the guys watch watch games all the time and, it, and yeah. it's fun who do you uh, i got two i'll ask the first one ipads on the bench you have them in the at the moose heads the ipads yeah do, do you do you use those a lot Oh, I think, uh, you know, once or twice a game, I'll, I'll ask for, you know, the last clip that, that just happened. And, you know, it's fun to be able, you know, to, to do a play on, on the ice. And, you know, when you're doing a play, you say, you see it some way. And if it doesn't go the, the way that you want it to, you can just hop on the bench, look at the iPad, and then you, you see the full out, you know, play. what happened. You can, like, rewind. Like, A-Rye has exactly. the iPad. And, like, A-Rye, give me the iPad. Yeah, and I just take rewind. it. And it's, like, five-second rewind, ten-second rewind. And you see exactly what just happened. Oh. A second after, so Man. so you know you don't have to have that in the back of your head of oh I should have made this play instead of that play, yeah. and, and you know thinking about that, and then the next day in video you're like oh it wasn't that bad of a play at the end of the day. You yeah. can kind of just see it right away, get it off your mind, and next shift you're out there and it's it's a new shift. The first time you had that opportunity to look at the iPad, was your mind a little blown? Like wow, this is gonna help me a bit, or was it just like oh it's cool? Well, I think it was last year. It was the first time there was, there was kind of iPads behind the bench, and you know at first so I, Moncton, yeah, in yeah. Moncton, and you know you never really used it. You're not used to it. Yeah. You never really seen it and then you kind of you know use it once or twice and you know coaches can use it to show you right away and, and you're like oh this, this is actually a really smart idea <laughs> whoever had this idea is pretty pretty brilliant brilliant minded and, yeah. and it's fun for us players it's really fun for the coaches to be able to see the the replay and not have to stare at the video tron for for five minutes hoping they show it yeah so, i know i had so. my guy that's on me <laughs> <laughs> exactly no no it's it's really fun that's awesome no, yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love the way hockey's going right now. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's getting more exciting. I think teams out in California, you know, Seattle, some of the fan attendance that they're getting out there, it's, it's a great thing for hockey, and I, yeah, I it's think growing. it's becoming more exciting. It's, it's a, it's a lot of fun as a fan. It's a lot of fun to like predict things as a fan. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's great looking at those NHL mock drafts. I'm like, all right, where's Zach going? 10, 15, 20. It's fun to to be part of a, I guess, the fan experience. I, I said this the other day about how they have a lot of cameras behind the scenes. Sometimes I think they have too many cameras behind the scenes to get to know the personality of a player. But at the same time, it, it, it's helping growing the game. So I'm a kind of split decision between it. But as a player, I, I guess, how, how do you feel about the game and where it's going in the growth of it and the cameras and the, the, the exposure? that you know q teams nhl teams are getting do you like it or do you find maybe it could be toned back a bit um i think you know it's it's really an in-between i think it it depends on the player i know a lot of you know a lot of guys and i think the guy like myself like you know i I don't mind the cameras being around yeah you know having to do like the little interviews and stuff i know some guys are a bit more shy and a bit more you know personal and reserved so but you know you you looked at uh you know the winter classics when they when they do those videos about behind the scenes for the winter classic the build-ups and i think those were the best i loved watching those and seeing you know the behind the scenes of the players the coaches you know the speeches and i think that's definitely a fun part of the game and that's really good way of exposing it and and showing you know to to the fans like this is what happens behind the scenes because everybody knows what happens on the ice everybody can see what happens behind the ice and everybody kind of wonders what happens you know in the dressing room before after games and and being able to see it, it is definitely a cool part 
start. And I think, uh, you know, the, the game is growing in the right direction. I think, uh, you know, it's been around for, for so long now and it's only been on the uphill. And I think in recent years, you know, with the expansions and, and you yeah. know, a team like Vegas coming in as a 31st team and doing so well, I think that opens a lot of eyes, certainly, in, you know, in the state of Nevada, which is, isn't necessarily the biggest hockey state and they're, you know, sell yeah. a building every night. People enjoy watching them and it's yeah. definitely cool. And, uh, I think my personally, I think the game's good and going in the right direction with all this, you know, the video and the camera stuff. I think it just helps it, you know, grow faster. That's good. No, it's true. Absolutely. I like that you said Vegas too. I think Reeves really helped that brand too with the fighting and the physical aspect. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people love contact. You know, human beings, we love competing and being able to see Re- uh, Ryan go out there and just fight and, and play a physical aspect. I love that element. Of oh, it. he's definitely one of the guys I enjoy yeah. watching. And, you know, I think it's it's just the, the, the underdog kind of story that yeah. they had too was, was just amazing being able to you know go to the cup final right away in that first year that helped a lot and you know if you're looking just at like uh the the bunch of jerks in carolina how, <laughs> yeah, how they, how they yeah. took that trend to you know yeah. sell out the buildings for the for the next year yeah and how they're doing good and you know they're getting fans and a yeah. lot of people were talking about how they may fold and stuff so so it's just little things like that that can that can end up growing the game a lot faster it, and, yeah and it's, it's, it's interesting cool. how you you're like the the young guy and you're coming into this and you're like you know i love the jerks you know i, I love <laughs> vegas like i i love the the, the new element of hockey mm-hmm. when the old school is like hey let's tone it back on this maybe let's not do that and i feel like the young generation is agreeing with what you're saying is no let's go let's let's yeah. have cameras let's grow the game it's great for the marketing aspect oh yeah because it, it is true it 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 appeals to a broader demographic when you're able to do and, it. And I think it, it grows the game. It grows, you know, the team. Social medias are getting bigger and, and getting more attention. But also as a player, the players are getting more attention. Than, you know, Good the, for branding the, deals. Exactly. Yeah, Your yeah. personal branding deals are, are yeah. a lot better. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, the, there's, there's a fine line in between, you know, being cocky and being confident. And I think you know the, the you know the players coming into the game and having more flair and stuff. I think that that's more of a confident way of seeing yep. it rather than you know you know I know a lot of the old school you know don't like the big celebrations and and this, <laughs> the things like that. But I think it's just you know a way of showing emotion, of showing a character that that you care and that you want to be there. And you know fans love it. So yeah, it's true. So I think it, it's cool. And you know I don't I don't necessarily like the the shying way of the fighting because I think <laughs> it's still a big aspect of of the game. Even yeah. though there's a bit less of it. And, you know as, as soon as they fight, everybody's on their feet. So yeah. So so I think that's a another part of the game that I think should stay and needs to stay. Absolutely. If you had to compare your game after compare your game after one guy in the NHL right now, who would it be? I think Matthew Kachuk would probably be my, oh. my, my one guy. You know, just that, that gritty NHL player that, you know, isn't afraid of anybody, you know, will, will go in the corners, win his battles, and, you know, in, in big games, you know, he steps up and – but but also have that that skill to him and that aspect of you know if if they need a three on three player you know go between the legs and top shelf you know he's able to do it and he's able to to you know play that skill game while still having that grit and I think he's just that overall you know good player that can you know play for yeah. for many years to come and that, that 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 doesn't need to change his game necessarily to to become better all around player exactly it's like almost what Steiny was talking about. Like even mm-hmm. if he's not putting the points up, he's grinding. That's why he's exactly all you know, the time. He, he he doesn't have to have four points, but he he'll finish ten checks and and you know be in his opponent's faces and you know draw three penalties. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's that type of player that, that, yeah. that I definitely like to compare myself to and that I, that I like to evolve into. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how your career evolves in, into the next couple of years. 
hopefully COVID clears up and things can start going back to normal because I don't know, in my head, I think it kind of messes with guys' development that you're not playing games and you're just in the gym and you're practicing. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. you you like being in the gym. Maybe you like practicing. Maybe you think it is beneficial, but it'll just be interesting to see how everyone's development goes in the next couple of years because there's going to be drafts. Like There's going to be some mistakes this year in the draft. Oh, There's going to be guys going in the first round that should be going in the fourth. There's going to be guys that should be going in the first that are going to go in the fourth. I think that's definitely It's going to be interesting. You know, It'll it'll be interesting to see how these next two years play out with your generation. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to you know focus too much on the yeah. draft and about it. Of course, it'd be cool to you know get drafted first round and, and have that moment. But you know, I may I may be on my living room couch watching it, and who knows? <laughs> so 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 I think it's really just you know taking it one day at a time and. And, and you know, not worrying about it too much. I think I'm still young, so I still I'm not going to necessarily miss out on the, the junior experience. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think I feel more for you know our 19, 20 year olds who, yeah. who may be in their last year and that you know they they can't you know experience that that sellout building, or for the last time and you know not being able to you know you know live that 20 year old experience in the QMJHL and. And, and I think it's more for for them that that it kind of sucks this year. And I think for myself, it's really just an, another year, yeah. and, I, and I don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah, it's true. I never thought of it from that perspective. Those twenty year old guys that are ending it yeah. right now. You know, yeah, I look at you know our three twenty year olds, even Baron next year. Everybody knows that that he'll be gone, and you know, not being able to play in that sold out building in your last you know home game, I think that's really a, a part of that that, yeah. that you know, if I was there, them, I, I I'd really miss and. You know, I think uh, it kind of sucks that that their their last year was cut off already, and now this year, who yeah. knows? It's all up in the air. Kind of, you know, I feel for them. Yeah, yeah, man. It's I I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I've had <laughs> yeah. this con- I've had this conversation like twenty times. Just like exactly. yeah, it's everyone's everyone's going. I, I don't know. It's we just hope everything just, gets better and it, exactly. it doesn't last too long. And I think we're in the right direction. So at least you guys got to play this year. Like the OHL, the WHL didn't play at all this year. Uh, they just started up. The WHL just mm-hmm. started. Aren't they living in the the rink or something? Yeah, I know the the Red Bull Rebels. I think that's are, they're awesome. living in the the, the booths up in the, in the rink. So that's kind of cool. But I don't know how long that's going to be cool for. I <laughs> As I looking at it, it's like, oh, that's sick. I'd love to live in the rink. But actually, maybe a week. Like, <laughs> exactly, hey. a week or two in, and then you're kind of just getting annoyed of yeah. know, the same guys not having that personal yeah. life kind of on the outside. Side, it kind of gets it gets yeah. you on the mental, but I mean, you just got to take an elevator down to the, to the rink, and, and you're already ready to get on the ice. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how everything plays out for sure. I like it though. You guys aren't at the Metro Center right now, or the Scotiabank Center. Well, no, we we practice at the RBC, the RBC. in Dartmouth because the girls are at the Mo- uh, Scotiabank yeah, Center. Yeah, they're right there now. right now. But but we usually always practice at the the RBC in Dartmouth, and then we'll play our games at the the Scotiabank. But yeah, I saw the girls are there right now. So I mean, we're not gonna be playing there for for a while, anyways. Do you know if they're in your room? I honestly have no idea. I kind of just saw it on Twitter too that that they were there, and I, I, I everyone's information is Twitter. At, at Twitter, I know. I, I just downloaded Twitter this year too, and I just like everything. It's just straight hockey. Everything's hockey on it, and, and I mean, it's the quickest thing to to, to see information. So. I'll find myself watching a hockey game, and I'll be watching Twitter more than the hockey game, just yeah. seeing like the updates and what's going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Exactly. From it. It's crazy how quick the information comes to you. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's it's fun. Um, how much time are we at right now, Mark? Forty-four minutes. We're at forty-four minutes right now. Holy smokes! <laughs> um, outside of hockey, what do you uh, what do you like to do? I think I'm. Um, you know, you know, I like to just hang out with other guys. You know, be be with other the buddies. I, I like playing video games. I think I uh, knew that was coming. We, we have a few guys in <laughs> the team that that enjoys playing video games, so we kind of just get together and even it's a, a couple hours a night. You know, it, it's fun. And I think recently I haven't been playing as much, but uh, you know, in, in the summer, you know, during COVID, there wasn't that much to do. So, so there's a lot of a lot of video games for sure being yeah. played. Okay, that's good stuff. Hockey, video games, hanging out with the buddies. 
focused yeah. on a goal. Exactly. Pretty simple stuff. No, in the summer, I'm fortunate enough to, to you know, have a, a little chalet on the lake and, you know, being able to spend some time on the boat and yeah. see you doing and, you know, fish and just, you know, relax. You, like, you like the outdoors? Relaxing on the outdoors, definitely. Yeah. Is, it is a big fun. I think in the summer, it's kind of different than, than, than your hobbies in the winter. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it, it's fun. My, uh, my, my aunt just bought property up in Quebec. They're building a cottage, and I didn't even think there was forestry up in Quebec, but apparently there's tons of lakes up outside of Montreal, lot. like within an hour of outside of the, the the city. There's a lot of cottage country. Yeah, like where I like where I have our cottage, it's you know about forty five minutes outside of Montreal, maybe oh, yeah? an hour. So it, and it's about like half an hour from from my regular house. So it's not like a you know two three hour trip to get there. It's kind of nice awesome. to, to it's have. It's kind of like this here. Yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of nice to have that that close proximity. I know there, there's a lot more lakes. You know, a couple hours out of Montreal that, that are nice too. But yeah. but you know, being able to be close, I can, you know I can go there. I can you know work out downtown, and, <laughs> and in the same day I can be on the lake, which is which awesome. is definitely nice. Uh, man, Montreal is. I, I, so in the summer times. I didn't go to daycare or not daycare summer camps. Yeah. I, my parents, what? <laughs> summer camp. I go to like summer camps out in Montreal. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I'd be chill with my grandparents. So my grandparents lived right next to kind of the Olympic Stadium, so okay. we'd always go watch the Montreal Expos. Yeah. And I remember just you know, let's say the Montreal Expos play at two o'clock, like before the game, we'd walk down and get like a, a Montreal bagel and, and smoke salmon. There's mm. something about the culture in Montreal that I just love. You don't need a car. You can walk around. You can be entertained with $20 in your pocket. It's no, exactly. a great and city. I, I don't think it's a, it's a crime filled city. There's a no. lot of, a, a lot of nice people. I think there's a lot of, a lot nicer people in the Maritimes, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I think it, it's a great city. There's a lot of places, you know, to walk around and buildings to see and it's definitely fun to be able to, you know, I kind of grew up there. I think uh, my b- both my parents worked downtown for, for oh, a while, they? and my dad still works downtown. So, you know, I'm I'm there often enough. And, and even if you're not walking around, you just take it, you know, get in your car and drive down St. Catherine Street on, oh, yeah. on the pack night and, you yeah. know, see everybody in the, the environment. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, I definitely enjoy it. I remember I got called up to the Mooseheads, and they were, you remember the Montreal Juniors? Yeah. Remember that team? Mm-hmm. What rink do they play out of? I forget the name. Oh, the Verdun. The Verdun, the okay. wooden seats. Yeah, yeah. Up I, in the... Mm-hmm. I've played there a couple of times. Yeah, have you? Uh, when I was younger. I was going to say, cause was there's like, no junior team there anymore. No, right? not anymore. I must have been six or seven in summer hockey when I played there. But but no, I do I do remember being in there. So I remember getting called up and we flew to Montreal. I didn't even play. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not mad at all. that no, I'm not even because I'm in a great city in Montreal. It was just the experience. Uh, it was just yeah. the experience just to be able to go up there and see the family. It's mm-hmm. No, it's a lot of fun for sure. It's one of the hidden gems in Canada, I think, for sure. Yeah. Food-wise, too. I'm a big foodie. Great food I up think there. You know, oh. the, the, the smoked meat is definitely uh, one the of the big ones. The bagels are really good there, The cheese, too. the drinks. I love it there. <laughs> you know, it's fun. It's a good It's a good place, for sure. I got to get back. It's COVID. Yeah, I think that's the the one thing is, is everything. Yeah. You know, you can't travel. You can't do anything. And, yeah. you know, even if you go, you'd have to come quarantine back. Yeah, so I know. So I think that's one of the parts that, that I kind of miss. You know, usually my family would come down, you know, five, six times a, a year, like they did last year in Moncton. And, you know, this year not being able to see them as often is definitely, you know, harder on a lot of guys and harder on myself. So, so it kind of sucks, but I think, uh, you know, hopefully in the upcoming months, <laughs> everything can go back to normal. They can lift the quarantine. And, Damn, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's who knows. It's a whole nother conversation. When, when you oh, quarantine yeah. here, do you quarantine at the hotel or at your billets? Uh, we quarantine at the hotel. Oh, so we had to do that at the beginning of the year. And then when we came back for Christmas. 
So it's but, a, some long two weeks, I can tell you that. Yeah, there's some. I was talking to some guys up in Cape Breton, I think, that were like, yeah, we're not even going to go back. It's just, there's just, it's not like guys that were living up in Quebec mm-hmm. that were on the fourth line in, in Cape Breton or something, or maybe it was PEI, and they're just like, we're not going back because it's just not worth the quarantine because it's just it's, too much. It's tough. Like, I know one of my buddies plays at St. John, and he didn't even go home for Christmas. He, he didn't just, go home, He eh? just stayed the whole time in, in St. John. So, so it kind of sucks, and it's not necessarily ideal, but... I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's two weeks that that, that you got to kind of just work through. Like yeah. I say, a lot of video games and, <laughs> and, and late nights, but uh, you know, you just kind of work through, and it ends up going by faster than you think. So, yeah. yeah. Who's the uh, who's the jokester on the team? I think we have a few uh, some funny guys on the team. I think uh, we we got a new Euro, Atilio Biasca. What a name! And, and yeah, it's what a name. And uh, you got Bobby Orr too. What a name! Yeah, too. we got we got some good <laughs> names, but uh, you know, I think he he's definitely one of the uh, one of the funny guys. He just has that, you know that accent. He's not perfectly English. Those and, Euros and man. just the way they talk, <laughs> you can say anything and make it funny. But uh, now we definitely have a few guys that you know like to joke around and like to you know you know make uh, make guys laugh around the room. So it's it's definitely good to to enjoy. And I think uh, I'll. I'll consider myself in there as a, there some go. of the top uh, some of the top <laughs> jokes is on the team but no it's it's funny and I think that's good you, you need to have some guys like that on a team to, to you know keep the the environment uh, you know calm and, and positive and you know it, it sucks when you're winning but it, you know if a few guys can slip in a few jokes and give you a smile on your face before you get on the ice you just feel better right away yeah, so, so absolutely I, so I think that we have a good balance of that on our team what's the conversation like with Bob Yor does he ever talk about his name or is it it's not even a thing at this point. I think it was a thing at the beginning of the year because, you know, I, I personally, I, I played a summer hockey with him when I was around eight, nine years old. Oh, is he from Quebec? Yeah, he's okay, from Quebec. Okay. So, like, I knew him, and there's a few other guys that, that, I, that I grew up with, you know, Brady James, our goal or two. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I knew them already personally, so, you know, it wasn't an element of surprise necessarily for me, but I think for, for a lot of guys uh, – you know, when they see Bobby Orr, they're like, wow, like, are you related? <laughs> it took and the hockey world by storm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. He, he got some uh, some clout on <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram and stuff and a few uh, and a few pages. But I uh, know it's it's definitely funny, and a lot of people think he's related, but it's really no relation <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, I know. And, and it's just, it just kind of fun to have that name and to be in the hockey world, yeah. He had a great shootout goal the other day. Oh, Top yeah. left, I think it went. It was a great shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't playing that game. I was just watching it. Oh, well, you hurt? No, I think it was suspended. Oh, I think that was one of Brutal. one of my suspension games. So yeah, no, I I remember watching that and he, he picked that corner. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was a great shot. Yeah, no, how, he has great hands. How many people are allowed on the rink right now? Two thousand, twenty? I think it's fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred? Nineteen hundred? Nineteen hundred? I think. Okay. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around there. So no, well, when he scored, I was like, oh, it was a pretty loud cheer. I was like, oh, nineteen hundred people. Exactly. Not bad. That that's the one of the primes about Halifax is that you don't necessarily need a packed building to, to be able to hear the fans. So I know it's a great nice. environment. It's a great yeah. environment. Like you, the 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 stands are steep enough to make it feel like the fans are on top of you. I there guess you, you could say mm-hmm. it's a great feel. You feel like you're in like a you feel like you're in a dome, which you are, I guess. Mm-hmm. But no, it's nice. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely enjoyable. You'd catch a lacrosse game at all last year for seeing the Thunderbirds? No. Go well, I was in Moncton last year, so oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was able to catch the basketball, you know, the Moncton Magic. And I know oh, they, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. basketball here too. And I, I heard the lacrosse is amazing. Oh, it's a party. So that, that's definitely like things like that, like just a night where all the boys can like, kind of just go sit in the stands and watch that. And you know, it's a different experience. And you know, it's not stuff that you watch on TV either often. Yeah. So so I, I definitely enjoyed watching basketball last year and you know, being able to watch lacrosse, I definitely look forward to it. Oh, it's great. It's a 
great. Have you ever played? I never played, but uh, I got a couple sticks for you up there. We'll be playing <laughs> after. But one of my buddies um, played, and I remember I've, I've only really watched like maybe two games in my whole life yeah. lacrosse, and it's just the back and forth, and you guys running on and off, and, and you know cardio just, has to be good. Yeah, it's definitely one of the sports. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd be too good at, but uh, tough. But you know, I I remember just watching it and be like, not knowing what's happening, but not knowing what's happening at the same time. Because yeah. I know you have like offensive players, defensive players, you have transition and, to and, guys and, that go both sides. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's kind of a kind of the weird thing, but it's definitely enjoyable to watch. And you know, you, you just think like this is like the, one of the highest levels of lacrosse that that, yeah. that they play here, and, and and I heard they're pretty good too. So. Yeah, they were. They were great so, last year. They did a great like marketing campaign for it. Like they uh-huh. sold out. Uh, I think maybe four games. I mean, that's it's great. That's like, amazing. Even yeah. if you don't know anything about the game it's just fun to watch there's always a fight there's always hitting there's always a fast-paced play it's just uh it's an entertaining sport exactly there's always there's always something happening i think it's kind of the same thing with hockey is that it's it's always an entertaining sport and yeah and you know stuff like that people enjoy watching even if you know nothing about it yeah i know exactly it's a good town like halifax is a great town for uh for sports yeah i think just the support that these teams get yeah. is unreal you yeah. know if you told the people that you sold out four lacrosse games last year, you know a lot of people wouldn't believe you in Canada because. Yeah. It's, but it, you know lacrosse is actually pretty big here, and uh, yeah, it's huge. And, and uh, you know I I enjoy it and I like watching it. Yeah, I mean I hope they come back for by the time you're here. Well, I don't know what you're where you're going to be next year, but nonetheless, it'd be yeah. great to see a game. Get out oh, and check it out for sure. It's a lot it. of fun. Mm-hmm. Never know. Like the, actually, if I was going to say the team you get drafted to, maybe if you're up at camp, you'd be able to go see a game after, but. I don't even know what's going to be back. Exactly. I don't even know. I don't know, Mark. Nobody knows. Yeah, that's the, that's the, 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 the sad part about this here is all the unknowns. I know, man. What are you doing the rest of the day? What time is it? Uh, to noon? Noon. Sorry, I got school this afternoon. Then no, usually, usually we'll go like school the, in the morning and the beginning of the afternoon, then I'd be at the rink and then, you know, get home around 6.30, 7 o'clock. But oh, today, yeah. the, today was the first day they kind of changed it up, and I think like once a week we'll be changing it up like that. So. Yeah. At least I'll be home by three thirty, four o'clock. So I'll have the whole night off, relax. It's, it's kind of nice. Pittsburgh plays at eight, I think. Pittsburgh, yeah, I Philly. think there's a few games tonight. I yeah, knew there's there a is. lot of games last night, but uh, I think there's, there's still a few games tonight. No, there's, there's hockey every night, so it's that's, I know that's it's definitely awesome. fun. I just sit in the couch with my little dad and, and we watch that. So do you have any other teammates living with you, or just you? Uh, I'm just me by myself. There you go. And you go to you're in high school. Yeah, Prince Andrew. Yeah, the Prince Andrew. boys are still going there. That's all. All the guys go there. Yeah. So are, there's people are still in school. Like you, you can go to classes. Um, high schoolers are. I, I know all our university guys are, are all online. Yeah. But uh, usually they'd be in school too, and I, I know all our high school guys are in school. You big tracksuit guy at high school? Don't lie. Uh, I wouldn't say tracksuit. I wouldn't say I go full team tracks every day. I just kind of wear joggers <laughs> with with some baggy there some baggy clothes to school. You gotta let the people know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really. You know, it's just kind of whatever's in my dresser when I wake up in the morning. And, you know, you wake up, get dressed, and leave right away. Don't don't do much. So I feel like you're a guy that just goes through the motions, but works your bag off. You're just like, yeah, go, all right, let's just go. Let's exactly. Practice. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. I think you know, you gotta go to school, so I kind of just show up. Uh, you know, show up right on time and leave. Right when I have to and you know get my work done and, and, and pass so, so I yeah. love it all right man what time are we at now are we at an hour now uh, 56 minutes 56 minutes what is the number one thing that you're looking to work towards for next year for professional hockey you want to work on one aspect of your game what do you think it needs to be yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to be playing in the NHL next year. I, I think I still have a you know a few years to develop, and I think you know uh, hopefully coming back to the Mooseheads next year, and that's the plan right now. And you know I think it, it's just my speed. Yeah. I think you know uh, uh, I I can get to a good enough speed when I get to my full potential, but it's kind of just those those three first steps to kind of 
you know, get to faster and, you know, create that time and space that, that everybody's kind of looking for right now and needs. So I think if I'm able to do that, that's when I can really, you know, create that separation of, you know, being a junior player and being a pro level player. So I think, uh, you know, I still got a lot of work to do in the gym and on the ice, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm still young and, and I'm not worried about it too much right now. Just get like a parachute tie to you and start, <laughs> yeah. start running up like Citadel Hill. And yeah, no, I, I did that I, this summer. I've done did you do it actually? Uh, this summer I did the parachute on the uh, on just the ice. Oh, yeah. Was it this summer or last summer? But I know I've done it on the ice where you just parachute on the back and you just skate all the way down, skate all the way back. Is but, it tough? I've never done um, it. I mean, it depends on the parachute. Some parachutes, are, when you like get the big, bigger yeah. ones, or like you get a couple of them and you throw them, and then you're like, whoa, it's like a brick wall, just, you know, just run right into it. But uh, that or just running up hills. I've done yeah. that. Or, you know, stairs, stuff like that, that you just, you know, gets the leg pumping, and at the end of it, you can't feel your calves, your your legs or anything. But, you know, it, the next day, you're ready and do it again. Yeah. It must be a satisfying feeling, like getting, like, I don't know, just making your legs a little bit bigger so you get that first three steps a little bit quicker. It must be a rewarding feeling when you can translate it into a game and you got a guy tight on you and then you're just like, boom, 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 gone. And just knowing yeah. that all those hard work and all those steps you ran paid off. You know, you look at the Nathan McKinnon of how he's able to stop and start right away. It's and crazy. It, everybody wants to do that. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the way he does it is unreal because, you know, guys can't. They physically can't stop and be in his face as fast. He just creates so much time for himself, and and he has that amazing release on top of it, and that's what really makes him incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got a bright future ahead of you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, it was, thank you. It was fun. I liked it. I know you got nothing to do right now, so you a little free time. Come on and talk <laughs> <Exactly>. about yourself. <laughs> Something to do. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have fun at school. Thanks. Yeah, definitely gonna have some fun in math class. You got math. Math oh, too. Math too. Math. Math 12, so it's 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 definitely not uh, not the easiest course, but uh, kind of just sit through it and brutal. Yeah. Just use a calculator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, eh, I get to. Nah, I'm not gonna say it. I'll say it. You probably won't need math in your career. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But I think you'll be all right without it. So don't stress too much. Yeah, you'll know, be fine. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's kind of just getting that high school degree is the most important there thing. There you go. Just right get now. it. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Uh, Zach, once again, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, everyone, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, all of our social media platforms. Today's Tuesday, beginning of the week. Have fun, work hard. We're out. Peace.
things I do for you. I'm for love.